60,000 is brought to you in part by RP Funding. RP Funding Inc. is licensed and can offer loans in Alabama, Arkansas, Florida, Kentucky, Louisiana, North Carolina, Ohio, Oklahoma, South Carolina, Tennessee, Texas, Virginia, and West Virginia, and is also licensed by the Mississippi Department of Banking and Consumer Finance and by the Pennsylvania Department of Banking and Securities. Office is located at 500 Wonderly Place, Suite 300, Maitland, Florida, 32751. Telephone 321-397-4420. RP Funding's nationwide mortgage licensing system ID number is 70168, and Robert Palmer's NMLS ID number is 76197. We're saving thousands with Robert Palmer right here on the Saving Thousands Radio Network. Robert Palmer is the financial resource that consumers have been waiting for. From personal finance, debt management, home ownership, and beyond, Robert Palmer takes to Saving Thousands Radio to help consumers just like you enrich their lives. Consumers who've been listening to Saving Thousands and following the Saving Thousands rules and visiting savingthousands.com become the empowered consumers they've always wanted to be and the ones that the big financial institutions really just do not want to mess with. It's that simple. Robert Palmer today will talk about using 0% financing. And boy, there's a lot of offers out there. We'll talk about the problem with some of these so-called for-profit colleges. We'll talk about real estate and how it's recovering and it pays to understand why and it pays you to get involved. Insurance. Okay, you have to have homeowner's insurance, but have you ever considered that homeowner's insurance does affect your monthly payment? We've got some Ask RPs. That's where you go to savingthousands.com and you simply click on the Ask Robert tab on the homepage and you can ask him questions about just about anything. We'll also talk today about the emphasis on customer service at the Robert Palmer family of companies and how that is good for you and for the people here, the associates here, they work very hard on their jobs. It's not about volume. It's about customer satisfaction. That actually does enter into the picture big time when it comes to pay increases, promotions, and all the rest. But right now, let's get to Robert Palmer and let's talk about 0% financing, the temptation, and the good and the bad. Uh, and so the first thing I want to tell you is uh, do not go out and buy something just because there is zero percent right now that's what they want you to do i mean the whole point of this is you know maybe you're perfectly been perfectly happy with your couches and your love seat and your coffee table but now you're thinking well maybe we should get out there and and rethink this maybe we should uh maybe we should buy some new stuff just because there's a zero percent financing that is not good you know if you're already thinking about buying something then we absolutely want to take advantage of the zero percent interest deal right i mean we've been talking about this uh and the ability to to use someone else's money right? And with no cost, no interest. Uh, and so if you've been considering buying something, if you're going to be shopping this weekend anyway, if you really need that furniture and you've saved up the money for it, or if you've been thinking about buying that new car and you've saved up the money between your trade-in and what you've got in the bank, you can buy it. Uh, I would still encourage you to take advantage of the 0% interest financing deals that are out there, but you've got to read the fine print and make sure you understand uh, the rules that go along with it, right, Rob? Because there, there's always fine print. There's a bunch of fine print, and I'm telling you right now, you've got to know that what happens if you don't pay within that year. That's one of the things that we covered last week on the Saving Thousands Radio Network, because some of you won't, won't be disciplined enough to pay that thing, and you won't take advantage of the one year, and all of a sudden you're looking at gargantuan rates in year two. Yeah, because a lot of these deals are set up to where if you don't pay the balance off in full by the deadline, they get to go back and charge you all of the past interest. Ouch. Okay. So it's big. I mean, you, and, and so the only way you can be sure that you're going to pay it off by the deadline is if you already have the money in the bank. Mm -hmm. So if you were going to go buy furniture cash and you're going to go buy a new car cash, then I would encourage you to take advantage of the 0% deals that are out there. Uh, if you do think you need a new car, right? So this is one of those where if maybe you weren't going to buy a car for a couple more months, these 0% deals are very powerful mm -hmm. uh, because it's a longer term loan. You know, with furniture, you can save a little bit of money with 0% interest. Uh, with a car loan, because of the longer terms, yeah. there's a lot more money to be saved. So if maybe you're planning on buying a car in the next couple months, uh, for most of us, we finance cars. I mean, there are some people out there that pay cash for cars, but I would say the vast majority of people uh, are probably going to have a mortgage and a car loan uh, for uh, probably forever. I mean, I, I know I will. I mean, I'm. it's just, you know, it's not the best use of my cash. You know, when you look at how low interest rates are on mortgages and how low interest rates are on cars, uh, I personally finance all my vehicles. You know, I, even if I could pay cash for it, I'm still going to finance it uh, because it's the best way to leverage my my money. Sure. Uh, and but so if you're if you're thinking about buying a car and, and you're going to have to finance it regardless, now is a good time. You know the fact that you know getting zero percent interest versus four or five percent interest makes a huge difference 
uh, on that car payment, on the overall financial situation of the car. And then here's the big thing. If you do get a 0% deal on a car where it's 0% for the entire term, do not pay it off early, right? There is no reason to pay off a loan early at 0% interest, right? I mean, they want you to, right? And trust me, they would love nothing more than to quit having you having their money at 0%. Uh, but if you end up with a 0% car dealer or one of these 0% deals, don't pay it off early. But you've got to make sure you understand the, the terms because if you have to have it completely paid off by a certain date, make sure you don't miss that date. And don't don't trade it early. Right, don't, you're right. Don't trade it 24 months or 30 months. Take advantage of the rate. Yeah, so this is, this is one of those things where, you know, those of you that have been listening and, and, and studying up on what we're talking about, this is a great weekend because there are a lot of 0% interest deals coming out. So, you know, get out there, be financial, and then just read the fine print, understand what you're getting into, understand what happens if you do go past the deadline, right? In some cases, the interest rates become ridiculous. Uh, so make sure you read that fine print. Make sure you know what you're getting into. Don't buy something just for the sake of taking advantage of the 0% interest. You know, that that's one of the... That's one of the things they're trying to use, right? So maybe maybe husband and wife have been talking about buying furniture for a while. And if you weren't going to buy it already, don't. You know, don't let this don't let this trigger you into buying. That's their that's the whole reason they run these specials is to try to get people who maybe were on the fence to get off the fence and go buy. Uh, I don't want you to fall victim to that, but if you were already planning on making a purchase, uh, do take advantage of the interest savings when it's available uh, and put your money somewhere else. And make sure it's somewhere else where it's going to be making you some money is what you taught us earlier this week. That's it. That's it. And so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm working on uh, I'm working on a tutorial for that. We're going to do a show on that eventually. Uh, you know, I really want to – that changes so often. Yeah. So I've got the the, the gang at RP Digital uh, in addition to researching those credit cards we've talked about so I can put together my Saving Thousands Guide to the Best Credit Cards. Uh, we're going to work on a list of some of those safe investments as well. Uh, you know, the, the types of mutual funds you can invest in. There are some banks out there that pay – on CDs and savings accounts, right. uh, usually it's the banks that don't have branches, right? It, you know, it's mm -hmm. it's kind of the banks in the sky. So we're gonna we're gonna look into all that and and make sure we're getting you the information you need here on the Saving Thousands Radio Network. And if you're just tuning in, you're Saving Thousands with Robert Palmer. This radio show is like no other on the radio waves. This radio show is from our vantage point, commercial free. Now the affiliate stations along the network may add some commercials maybe at some portion of the hour. But believe me when I say that the product that goes out of the Saving Thousands Radio Network is commercial-free because we're not trying to sell you anything. We're trying to empower you. And the radio show is just the beginning. That's right. We do this radio show seven days a week, and actually you can listen to it 24 hours a day if you just go on to iHeart and search out Robert Palmer. There's some other ways that we help you. The SavingThousands.com website. Also, a state of eyes. We'll talk about that a lot more later. And, of course, there's a brand new website called Real Prospector. All of these sites have been developed to educate you, to give you the financial knowledge and the financial power so that you are in charge every time you go out for a financial transaction. If you look at SavingThousands.com, you're going to find so much information on there information you never got from your parents, information that wasn't available at school, and it was never even pushed in college. I really can't see how the education system can turn us loose without giving us the financial power that we need to get through this life. A lot of people make a lot of money, but a lot of people lose that money along the way because they don't know the rules. And that's what this is all about. Saving thousands, the radio show, the websites, whatever it is, Robert Palmer Family of Companies is here to help you. We'll take a close-up look at saving thousands coming up. But Robert, right now, it was about six years ago. You and I were on the air, and you started talking about the upcoming collapse of the student loan industry. Well, all of a sudden, the headlines are full right now of major problems between the government, the banks, and for-profit universities, and, of course, the students who are in debt up to their eyeballs. The problem here is, uh, you know, with, with the mortgage crisis, it was the the lender was to blame, right? The person who actually loaned the money was to blame, where in this situation, the lender is is the federal government under most of these programs. Yeah. Uh, you know, so how are, how are they going to punish themselves? Uh, you know, this is a little different because the, this is the, the, the recipient of the funds, right? Which in the mortgage would have been the home seller. You know, that's basically who perpetrated most of this. And, and the student loan is just kind of a, 
you know, uh, a byproduct of it. But uh, there, there's apparently uh, over $1.2 trillion in student loans outstanding, Rob. And, and this $1.2 trillion, all right? So again, this is, this is a potential disaster waiting to happen. Uh, you know, years and years ago, it was only in the couple hundred million range, and now we're up to over $1.2 trillion. Uh, and so what I look at is, I mean, whenever something grows that quickly, you got to take a look at it, right? I mean, when, whenever there's such a, a, a strong growth, we saw it with mortgages, mortgage, outstanding mortgage balances swelled at an alarming rate, and it led to the bubble. Student loan outstanding balances swelled at an alarming rate, uh, which is, is leading to this next bubble. You know, this one hasn't really caught on yet, Robin. It's coming. I mean, I think it's coming. I think enough people are affected. I'm surprised it's taken this long. Uh, but I think we're going to hear more about this and see more about this. I'm, I'm disappointed that the mainstream media has not, is not out there beating this drum. Particularly, you know, if you think about it, there's, there's now 40, what I say, 40,000 people out there uh, who should be able to get their, their loan forgiven uh, if they were at one of the Corinthian schools that meets this certain set of criteria just released by the, the uh, Department of Education. But, but who, you know, who's spreading that word? Who's letting these people know? You know, why aren't, why aren't we out there beating the drum? Why aren't we out there letting everyone know? I'm going to do my part. You know, I'm letting the, the, the couple hundred thousand listeners I have here on the Saving Thousands Radio Network know what's going on. Uh, but we need more than that. We need more people getting involved. Uh, I think at, at the end of the day, a lot of our rules can protect, uh, could have protected people from falling victim to these, right, Rob? You know, if, mm-hmm. if we look at rule number one, shopping around. You know, when you look at a for-profit college and it costs, you know, 10 times as much as your local community college, that's probably not a very good deal. Yeah, you probably should shop around and rethink that and, and not sign up for the, the, the online college that costs 10 times more than community college. That's not a good deal. Uh, the three-day waiting, rule number three, waiting three days to think about this. A lot of people uh, were sold into uh, the for-profit colleges using high-pressure sales techniques, trying to close them immediately on the phone. Uh, you know, if you, if you take your three days to think about it, if you follow rule number three, uh, that can be a big benefit. Uh, you know, checking out, Googling scam, Googling reviews. I'm sure there's a lot of people sharing their their negative uh, experiences with these colleges online. And, uh, you know, that that's we've got to be we've got to be more empowered consumers. I mean, these these colleges were preying on financial zombies. You know, they were preying on people's desperation. Mm-hmm. They were forcing people to make quick decisions without weighing their options. They were, you know, they were definitely trying to keep you from shopping around. They didn't want you to do your research. They didn't want you to do your homework. They wanted you to sign on the bottom line, strap yourself with debt. Uh, and then they were laughing all the way to the bank, three and a half billion dollars later, again, at just one for-profit uh, organization. And I'm not even sure if they're the largest, Rob. I mean, there, there's lots of other big ones out there. And like I said, they're I'm sure there are some people out there doing a fine job, you know, just like in, in any industry. When you look at the mortgage industry, there were people doing a good job uh, all through the, the crisis that right. didn't get involved in the subprime and the toxic mortgages. Uh, but it's the bad actors uh, who are going to, you know, the problem is the bad actors seem to have the, the meteoric rise to success because, you know, when you have three and a half billion dollars to play with, uh, you can do a lot to grow and, and, and set up more fake sites to get resumes and run more radio, TV, and, and you know, internet ads and everything else. A lot of internet advertising was dumped into this. And so the guys who are playing by the rules and doing it right don't have near the budget, so they don't grow as fast, and they don't blow up as fast. And what you see is some of the bad actors become some of the largest companies in an industry, and, and it's frustrating. And I think this, this all comes down to enforcement. If the government is going to back something like student loans or back something like mortgages, they've got to enforce it. You know, If they just want to let the private sector do their thing, uh, you know, if, if if the government wasn't backing student loans and it was mm-hmm. all private money, uh, then who cares? But let me tell you, private money is smart, you know, and, and private money would not have allowed. I mean, could you imagine uh, a, a company, uh, a, a privately owned corporation dumping three and a half billion dollars of their capital into this scheme with Corinthian before they figured it out? I, I don't think so. No, way. I don't think it would have taken a private company five years to figure this out. Nope. And, and so this, again, is if our government's going to play in these financial industries, which I think there are some benefits to. I think there are some times when it's necessary. They've got to be willing to enforce it. And they've got to be able to enforce it and smart enough to enforce it and have the right rules in place. Uh, and and again, we did not have that when it came to for-profit colleges. So this is this is uh, our next big problem, Rob. We're going to continue well, to follow it here on Saving Thousands Radio. Again, I'm meeting with a, a group of attorneys to discuss uh, what possible relief students have, what advice they can give. I'm gonna I'm gonna work with them to hopefully put together a roadmap that we can give to uh, that we can give to our students. 
Again, if someone out there listening has a copy of a, a student loan promissory note, if you would email that to me at askrp at rpfunding.com, I would appreciate it. I'm sure we can get our hands on one, but it would obviously help if somebody out there provided one. Uh, and again, if you've got questions or comments, you can text those in at 35353. That's our short code text line, 35353. So keep listening to upcoming shows from Robert Palmer because our research staff is looking long and hard at this problem. And some of you may have some recourse. Some of you may actually get some of the money back that you've been paying in. If you didn't get the proper education, if you didn't get what you were sold, then you could have a case. So stay tuned. We're going to get to a lot of that. Well, a while ago, I promised you that I'd give you a tour, so to speak, of savingthousands.com. You have to spell out thousands. There's no membership. There's no price. There's no cost at all to go to savingthousands.com. On the homepage, you'll see a picture of Robert Palmer. You'll also see some departments that you can click on right across the top of the page. You'll have the homepage, which is very self-explanatory, of course. Next to that is the rules. What are the rules? The rules are the 15 Saving Thousands Rules to Success. These are very easy to follow rules, very easy to put into your lifestyle so that you'll make better financial transactions each and every day from now on. It's so easy to do, you'll wonder how you got through your financial life without it. You'll see a tab that says radio shows. Well, if you click on that, you're going to have the chance to play back on demand radio shows that we've done over the past eight years. Then there's station listings. What stations play this show at what time at what day and there's even a convenient map if you're going to be driving around the southeast then there's ask robert and of course if you click on that a form will come up totally confidential but you can type out your question directly to robert palmer and he will get back to you now now don't be surprised if the topic that you bring up in your question ends up as a topic on a future radio show but we won't use your name now the other thing across the top of the page another tab that is so useful is home value hotline. When you click on that, you'll be able to start the process toward very quickly getting a precise evaluation of your home with no obligation. Well, Robert, real estate is coming back, but I know that you've been meeting with your friends. You've been meeting with other people in the industry to find out why it's not coming back faster. Yeah. And we're seeing the effects, Rob. You know, I was at a, I was at a conference in Denver recently and we had an, an economist come in and talk about housing and and one of the big reasons that housing uh, is not recovering uh, at the rate it should. I mean, we're doing well. Things are good. But uh, millennials and the younger generation are just not buying. Uh, people are buying homes later in life. Uh, there's a lot of these things happening. And uh, a lot of folks want to blame the, the mortgage industry, that the rules are too tight, the guidelines are too tight. And that's just not the case. I mean, it's, it's actually pretty easy to get a mortgage right now. We, we talked about this on yesterday's show. Uh, what, what's keeping a lot of people out of the game is the student loan debt. When you look at the average uh, amount of payments for student loan debt uh, that people now have, uh, and up until recently, if your student loan debt was deferred, right, we were able to not count it against you in your qualifying ratios for a mortgage. Uh, that has now been changed. Student loan debt has become such a problem that we now have to count an estimated a payment against you, even if your loans are not yet begin to, to require payments, which is a new guideline. Uh, so that is going to hurt some people. Mm -hmm. But this student loan thing uh, is definitely weighing on people's ability to purchase homes. When, yeah. when the amount of student loan debt has gone up so significantly, and th th those are, I mean, people are making house payments on their student loans. I mean, you know, there are people out there paying $1,000, $1,200 a month for student loans, uh, and they went to a college that, that possibly falsified information and, and had no intention of helping them succeed. Uh, and that is now replacing their ability to buy a home. Uh, for some people, it's replacing their ability to live on their own. You know, they're having to live with roommates. They're having to, uh, you know, rent an apartment and split it three ways because they're strapped with these student loans. And uh, it's just, it's an unfortunate situation. It's one that we let get completely out of control. Uh, you know, if I saw this coming six years ago, uh, others should have seen it coming as well. Uh, and just another example of, of, of us dropping the ball. You know, we dropped, as a society, we dropped the ball on this. Uh, and, and the guys who owned these big for-profit colleges made a lot of money because of it, uh, just like a lot of the, the bad players in the mortgage industry made a lot of money. And now the burden is going to fall on the American taxpayer once again, unfortunately, uh, to clean up that mess uh, and, and to undo and to pay back all of that money that was put into these people's pockets under, under these false means. And it's, it's frustrating. It, it frustrates me to no end. Uh, and, and I still don't think we are truly, as we sit here today, I think Corinthian was just the tip of the iceberg. 
Right. Uh, I think that that enough is not being done. I think in another year or two, we're going to read about another one of these and another one of these. And we're going to wake up at $2 trillion, and we're going to have an even bigger problem. Uh, when we could have stopped it right here today at $1.2 trillion. You know, Corinthians should have been the wake-up call. Uh, but apparently it wasn't because I, I don't see any type of widespread enforcement happening. You know, the, we're now trying to reactively deal with Corinthian and figure out what we're going to do with all the students who are strapped with this $3.5 billion in debt uh, from a college who, who was shut down for fraud, right? I mean, it just think about how crazy that sounds. I mean, <laughs> I mean, 10 years ago, would you ever imagine a college being shut down for fraud? Uh-uh. You know, could you picture the University of Florida or Florida State University? I mean, these are institutions in our lives. Uh, you know, we look at colleges as, as something of credibility uh, and, and, and trust and honesty, uh, and, and that's not what these, these new for-profits are doing in a lot of cases, at least not the bad actors. So uh, this is something that's got to be addressed. Uh, unfortunately, it's probably not going to be addressed soon enough. Uh, again, I think, if, uh, I think if financial literacy, it all goes back to my goal, Rob, if financial literacy was being taught in schools, right, if we were teaching our young people, our kids, our future generation to be more conscious about signing a note to borrow money, understanding the payments, understanding the interest, understanding the long-term obligation, understanding how student loans work, how credit cards work, how credit scores work, the lasting impact. You know, if you think about it, Rob, you're on the phone with someone. Uh, again, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put myself in the shoes of one of these these folks. You know, I just graduate from high school. I uh, I can't get a good job. I, I apply for a job. I send in my resume. And all of a sudden, I get called by this shark of a recruiter for a for-profit college who is promising me the world, right? Who is promising me a laptop, who is, who is getting me all hyped up, who is telling me he is the answer to all of my problems. All I have to do is e-sign some paperwork. That paperwork appears in my email, probably while he keeps me on the phone. Uh, because again, they want to close the sale on the first call. This is, this is old school subprime mortgage tactics, right? Uh, they don't want you to wait the three days. They don't want you to shop around. They want to get you right now. Uh, and all of a sudden that this person types their name into a box on their computer screen and it changes the course of their life financially for the next 10, 15, or 20 years. I mean, Rob, we're talking about a 10 or 15 minute phone call and typing your name onto a screen. Uh, and now your ability to buy a home is affected. Your ability to have a good credit score is affected. Uh, your life is completely changed in moments uh, because of the tactics used by these for-profit colleges. I mean, just imagine that. Just think about that. The one little tiny mistake like that, right? Because you got caught up in the hype, because you weren't educated, because you didn't understand the long-term risks and the long-term downsides, and you didn't understand, you know, how debt works and and how loans work and how interest works. You didn't shop around. You didn't wait your three days. You didn't follow the financial ninja rules, and now you find your life changed. Uh, when in your mind you were doing something great, you were going to go to college, right? That's all they were trying to do. They were trying to go to college, something that is ingrained in us from a young age. So we ingrain in our children that they need to go to college, but then we don't arm them with the tools to make good financial decisions about choosing a college and going to that college. And that's that's my big frustration. And that's where if I believe if we can have uh, if we can have uh, financial literacy taught in schools, then then we can see things start to change. Well, you know, I'm I'm thinking now when you brought up the, all these different specialty colleges, I started thinking. You know, have you been home in the midday? I know you're so busy, you probably haven't. But you walk by a television between like 9 in the morning and about, oh, 3 in the afternoon when the majority of people are working. And all of a sudden, you get to commercials, and there's a specialty school that's going to teach you how to drive a truck or go into IT or be a beauty specialist or any of these type of very special schools. I wonder how many of them were bad players as well. Because yeah, they're, they, they're talking to the vulnerable people that are sitting at home unemployed. Yeah, there used to be one of these, Rob. It was like a girl in pajamas yeah. wearing like fluffy slippers. I remember you know, that. And trying to, and then, and so I actually did some research on that company, and they weren't even uh, a for profit college. They were a lead generation company. Again, the, the parallels between this and mortgage <laughs> are just so similar. Uh, so just like, you know, during the boom, you had companies like Lower My Bills and Lending Tree and these lead aggregators who would advertise. And they would sell your name to four mortgage companies. That's what these companies do. They run TV commercials promising you a better future through education. And then they sell your name to four of these for-profit colleges, of which at least one is probably crooked. I mean, just statistically with the size of Corinthian, 
uh, you know, one of the four, if not all four, are out to get you. Yeah. And now you've got four competing colleges all calling you nonstop, relentlessly. I mean, I've heard stories, Rob, of people getting literally hundreds of phone calls after calling one of those oh, ads. Ouch. Uh, and just one person after another trying to push them, sell them, talk them into attending the for-profit college. Uh, and again, it's just, it's so frustrating. It's something we've got to, we've got to stop. We've got to regulate. Uh, and uh, I think we're gonna get it worked out, but, but it's going to take time and it should happen right now. Uh, but it's not. And that's, that's what's, that's, what's frustrating. Well, hopefully Robert with shows like this and empowerment like this through the population, more and more people will understand the advantages of owning a home and they'll jump on board this train, the real estate train, and they'll have that tradition. They'll have the legacy and, of course, they'll have a very good financial foundation. Now, folks, a while ago, I was talking about savingthousands.com, the website. We talked about the tabs across the top of the page and where they can take you. And as you scroll down that home page, you're going to see a recent episode of this very radio show. You can click the play button on demand and listen as many times as you want. That's kind of cool, huh? Also, the Saving Thousands website is full of great articles. Some of the articles that are trending most as you're reading them is a zero credit card balance. Is it good or bad to keep that on our credit? Refinancing, refinancing your mortgage and saving money on your home each and every month. All right, here's one that a lot of people are looking at, and they should be, how to use credit cards to your advantage and not your disadvantage. And through this time of the year, be thinking about what all you're putting on that credit card. Then, in relation to what we talked about a few minutes ago on the show, there's an article by our research staff that says, the real story of student loans and their impact on you, on the economy, and on the colleges and universities. Also, you'll find a great way for you to understand mortgages. There's a place on the home page that you can click and you can get a real education into the mortgages and it's called Mortgage Guide. Also, saving thousands on iHeartRadio. If you click on that, you'll be connected to 24 hours, seven day a week, 365 editions of the Robert Palmer Saving Thousand Show. And there's something new, that is, the Money Minute. When you click on that, you'll be reading about an all-new feature that Robert Palmer is instituting in radio stations starting in Tampa. It's the Money Minute. You are going to listen to that. You're going to love it. But right now, Robert, I hope that you can explain to our listeners something about the house payment. It's not all about the value of the home that we're going to pay, right? It's not about a $200,000 home versus a $300,000 home. There's a lot more that enters into our monthly payment if we can afford it. Yeah, so here, here's the thing. We don't, we don't really care how much the house costs, right? I mean, when we make you a mortgage, we will loan you. We don't care how much we're loaning you. What we care about is how much the monthly payment is, right? That's what your income. We don't have a formula to say, well, John, you only make $60,000 a year, so you can only afford $120,000 house. Uh, what, what happens is, John, you make $60,000 a year, so you can only afford a, a $1,300 a month mortgage payment. And then we tell you that that's roughly a X amount of house, right? But the key is for your qualification is that monthly payment. And so there are things you can do to screw that up, right? And there are houses that are too expensive in other ways beyond the sales price uh, that can make it to where you don't qualify for them. So the payment on two, you can have two houses, that both cost the same thing, right? So let's say we have two houses and they both cost $200,000, right? You may be able to afford one, but not the other. And here is why. Maybe one of those houses is in an area where the property taxes are much higher. So maybe on one of the houses, the property taxes are $2,000 a year. Let's say $2,400 a year, $2,400 a year, 200 bucks a month in one house. And let's say the other house, the taxes are $4,800 a year because it's got a CDD and it was built during the boom and and there's all this stuff built into the taxes and it's in it's in an area where you're paying city tax and county tax where the other house is just county tax so in one house the taxes are 200 a month and the other house the taxes are 400 a month so the monthly payment will clearly not be the same the monthly payment will be $200 higher on the house with the $4800 a year taxes it's just how it works so you may not qualify for that house because the taxes are so much above average. See, when we're telling you you can afford a $200,000 house, we're using kind of a general average of property taxes. Mm -hmm. And this is why we, when we work with our clients, when they, 
do start to look at houses, we ask them to let us know which ones they are and to look at the property taxes mm-hmm. and to see to make sure they still qualify. So let's say it gets even worse because that house that's got the $4,800 taxes, it's also in a gated community with a 24-hour guard out front and seven, oh, no. 17 Olympic-sized swimming pools, six movie theaters. I mean, this this place, the streets are actually bricked in gold, right? And so, so there's homeowners association dues. You got to pay your homeowner association dues. They are going to yell at you when you try to put your boat in the driveway. Oh, yes. They're going to yell at you if you have cars parked on the street overnight, but they're going to give you access to the Olympic swimming pools and the theater and the the guard at the gate. And for that privilege, you are going to pay them, mm, what do we say, Rob? Let's say we're going to pay them $600 a quarter. We'll go with that. Does that sound reasonable for gold streets and all? Mm -hmm. Maybe not. You've you've lived in some. uh, I live in a gated community right now. I, I pay. Right now, a quarter, about uh, 500 a quarter. All right, so we'll, we'll say 500 a quarter, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So, boom. So, there, there's more money going out the door, right? So, all these things. So, now the payment's even higher. That's because right. when we're qualifying, because as long as you live in that house, you have to pay the association. If you don't, they will put a lien on your house. Mm-hmm. And as lenders, we do not like the idea of someone putting a lien mm-hmm. on your house. So, when we look at your qualifying payment, we have to look at your principal and interest. That's the easy one, right? Principal and interest, that's the same for every house in America that costs $200,000. The principal and the interest are going to be the same. Then we got to look at the taxes. Taxes can vary wildly. If the person selling you the house didn't have homestead exemption, maybe they, you know, maybe it's in an area that's just more expensive. Whatever it is, you've got to look at those property taxes. Next, the HOA dues, right? If you're paying crazy homeowner association dues because house A is in the gated community with the guard and the, the gold streets and Olympic swimming pool, and community B is just out in the country and there is no mm-hmm. there is no uh, community to pay, that makes a difference. And then the last one is insurance. So we're, we're going to talk about insurance here, Rob. All right. And don't forget, if you have questions about all this or anything having to do with mortgages, refis, whatever, hey, the offices are open even on weekends at 855-773-8634, 855-773-8634. Robert Palmer, RP Funding, is talking right now about the fact that your principal and your interest is not your house payment. A lot of people got in trouble during the crash or before the crash because they said, oh, I can afford that house. But then they found out that monthly, the money going out in association with owning the house, there was a lot more that went into the payment when you look at the big picture, as my father used to say. So we had the HOA. We had the property taxes. There's just an awful lot of stuff to consider. Yep. So now we're going to talk about the insurance, Uh-oh. right? All right. So let's say, again, and I'm going to use some extreme examples today to illustrate my point. But so let's say house A uh, is, bra- is brand new. House A is a block home. It's built to the newest hurricane codes. And it has, you know, the newest technologies and plumbing. And it's got the hurricane straps on the roof. And so this $200,000 house, the homeowner's insurance is like $550 a year. It is dirt cheap. It is less than $50 a month to insure mm-hmm. this house because it is block. It is rock solid. It is brand new. It is built to all the hurricane standards. It's close to a fire department. Yes, that actually makes a difference. It does. Being within a reasonable driving distance to a fire department, all of these things, this house is cheap, 550 bucks to insure a year. Then we go to house B. House mm-hmm. B was built in like 1922. It's a frame <laughs> house. The roof hasn't ever been replaced. They just kind of tarred over it. Uh, the the wiring is actually aluminum, which is frowned upon, believe it or not. Uh, the piping is polybutylene, uh, which is known to erupt mm. and cause problems. And so on this house, and the fire department is like three bridges, three draw bridges away. Little house you know, of horrors. Yeah, this is no good. <laughs> and, and you fall in love with this house, and it's in the perfect neighborhood and the perfect school district, but it's $3,000 a year to get insurance on it. And so now this house is 250 bucks a month for insurance, where the other house was was less than 50 bucks a month right. for insurance. That's a huge impact on your payment. So so far, just because of the taxes and the HOA and the insurance, this one house probably costs double of the other. So one two hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollar house is half as much a month as the other one because of the taxes and the insurance and the HOA. And then finally, unfortunately, this house is also in a flood zone. I mean, this oh, house could not no. have the, the chips could not be any more down. It's near a little pond, and you love that. But unfortunately, it was built right at the 100-year flood return uh, level. So once every 100 years, this house will be underwater in theory. Uh, and so you have to get flood insurance. And then they go out, and and, and so you have to have a, an elevation certificate done where a surveyor goes out and tries to figure out how high the foundation is and is the house going to make it if it floods. So you pay a 1000 bucks for the elevation certificate and the survey, and you find out that it's even worse news because it's right at that level that it is going to flood. And so the flood insurance is another $3,000 a year. 
They really should have built this house on stilts. I mean, at this point, we are hopefully no longer buying this house because mm-hmm. it is now more than twice as expensive as the exact same Christ house in a different neighborhood in a different area. And 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 while this is an exaggeration, we have seen examples pretty close to this. I mean, there, there are some homes out there that are really expensive to insure because they're older, the wiring, the plumbing, the flood zone thing happens, especially on the coast. You know, I mean, if you're buying a home, you know, Melbourne, Titusville, near the coast, a lot of those areas have expensive flood insurance. You've got to be prepared for it. We had the big debacle like a year ago where the flood program got defunded and all of a sudden mm-hmm. people's flood insurance tripled and it was this big disaster and most of that got worked out. Uh, but yeah, all these all these things impact it. So when I tell you go buy a two hundred thousand dollar house, uh, I'm I'm assuming that none of this craziness is going to happen. And we build some cushion in for some craziness, but we can't have all the craziness on the same house. And so that's where it's very important as you are home shopping to to talk to us, to talk to the insurance agent, to have your real estate agent do the due diligence and check out the property taxes, understand the HOA costs. Because you can double the cost of the house oh, yeah. just by making some I mean, wrong decisions, just some unfortunate circumstances surrounding a house that looks great to you. I mean, because it's not like you go to a house that's in a flood zone and it's like underwater today. It looks mm-hmm. like a normal house. It's just a little too close to the coast or the ele- you know, it's a little too low. It's in a low lying area. It's not on enough of a hill. And that area can flood. We're we're on a I mean, we're on a peninsula, folks. Like there's <laughs> there's a lot of parts of Florida that could theoretically be underwater over a hundred year period. Uh, you throw in a hurricane or two, and it, it gets ugly. And and so insurance companies have to price all that in accordingly. And so as you are home shopping, you've got to make sure that. And the other thing is you got to shop around. I mean, don't take the first insurance quote you're given. You know, don't take the first mortgage you're offered. Make sure that you're doing your due diligence and you're getting a good deal on all of the parts of the payment. Well, I hope you're getting empowered by Robert Palmer as we save thousands with Robert Palmer right here on this great radio station. You know, we selected this radio station in this radio market just to find you. That's exactly why we selected this station. You see, there are a lot of radio stations around here. Some play music, some are all talk, some are political. The reason we chose this radio station was the listeners to this station are a very, very great bunch of individuals. You all are trying to learn. You all listen to radio. Sure, you go up and down the dial. Yeah, you listen to some music. You'll listen to some talk. You'll listen to some news. But you come to this radio station when it comes to that time of your day when you want to learn something. Learning is power. And so right now, we have chosen this radio station to bring you the power of money, the understanding of money. And a lot of work goes into selecting these radio stations. You know, we're on over 80 stations right now. And again, if you go to savingthousands.com, you can simply go to station listings because maybe you're going to be driving out of this particular city and you're driving through the Southeast, you'll always be in touch with saving thousands if you've got the map, okay? And don't forget, 24-7-365 on iHeart, Robert has the Robert Palmer channel. So you're never out of touch of financial empowerment, learning the rules, getting ahead, talking about the tricks of the financial industry, and making sure that you are totally, totally informed. Now, I did mention a while ago that if you go to savingthousands.com, On the upper right-hand corner, you'll see Ask Robert. When you click on that tab, a form will appear. You simply type in your question confidentially. It reaches Robert. He answers you right back. So we do have an Ask Robert right here, right now. And it's a gentleman. We'll only give his first name. His name is Carl. Carl wants to know, Robert, how he can get rid of that pesky PMI charge on his monthly mortgage. Carl says, Robert, it's a lot of money. All right, so let's start, Rob, by explaining what PMI is yes, to sir. people who don't understand it. Uh, so here's how this works. Uh, when you get a mortgage once upon a time, you had to put 20% down. Mm-hmm. Everybody had to put 20% down. Because for the bank, for us to be able to foreclose and pay the attorneys and pay the real estate agent to resell the house, if you don't put at least 20% down, we're going to lose a lot of money. You know That, that less than 20% down is almost like it's an unsecured because we have no chance of getting that back uh, when we have to foreclose. And, and so when Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac were created, they were mandated that they could not take risk above 80% of the, the value of the home. So mm-hmm. people had to put 20% down. Uh, and then somebody figured out, well, what if we get an insurance policy that will cover the difference? So if you only put 5% down, let's get an insurance policy that will pay down the 15% difference if you don't make your payments, if you default. 
And that's what PMI is. Now, as a customer, you don't get any benefit of that insurance. The benefit you get is you can get a mortgage with less than 20% down. Mm -hmm. You know, whenever you get a mortgage and you put 5% down, 3% down, the only reason you are allowed to put that small down payment is because some entity is insuring the difference between the amount you put down and the full 20%. So on a conventional loan, that's private mortgage insurance. These are private for-profit companies. They have names like Radian, MGIC, uh, national mortgage insurance. These are publicly traded companies who are making money by charging you a PMI premium every month. Mm -hmm. And then when you don't, if you don't make your payments, if you default, they have to write a check to us as the lender to, to cover the difference between what you put down and the full 20% down payment. And that helps us then be able to foreclose and not lose money. Uh, and so the other alternative is there's there's government mortgage insurance, which is through FHA, VA, or USDA. These are the government entities. They they do insurance as well to allow people to put smaller down payments down. So when you when you have a mortgage where you have less than 20% down, you're going to have some kind of mortgage insurance, whether it's private mortgage insurance or government mortgage insurance. And this stuff can be expensive. You know, there's some FHA loans out there with two to three hundred dollars a month in mortgage insurance. This is this is on top of your normal mortgage payment. And so the beautiful thing is uh, once you get enough equity, you can refinance to a loan that doesn't have mortgage insurance, right? Now, some mortgage insurances can be canceled. Some can't. Uh, some can be canceled early. Some can only be canceled after you've had the loan for enough years to reach the 78% the, the loan-to-value mark. Uh, there's all these different complex rules around it. And so you can research and try to figure out if you can, if you can cancel your mortgage insurance without refinancing, or you can take a look at what the refinance would look like. And because we're paying all the closing costs right now with the, the refi special, with me mm -hmm. pulling that $2.5 million out of my advertising budget, there's really not a downside to refinancing. You can take advantage of today's low rates, uh, and you can also remove that PMI if you now have enough equity. Uh, and so that's, that's the thing we're helping a lot of customers do because people who bought their home three or four years ago, the home has gone up in value enough that now they do have the 20% equity. But most of the PMI companies won't let you cancel until you reach 78% of the old value. Right. It's very oh. difficult. There's there's these waiting periods and you have to buy appraisals. There's all these rules they've put in place to try to prevent people from canceling because they're in a great position right now. You're still having to pay them and they don't really have any liability because the house is worth so much more than what it was when you originally bought it. And so they want to make it very difficult for you to drop that PMI. Uh, and then on, on FHA loans now, the PMI never cancels. They decide they're just going to charge it for life no matter how much you owe. So one of the ways to get out of that, and we're helping a lot of customers do this right now with the no closing cost refi special we're running, is to refinance out of the FHA loan into a conventional loan uh, mm. without mortgage insurance, or refinance from their old FHA loan to a new FHA loan that has lower mortgage insurance, or to go from a conventional loan with mortgage insurance to a conventional loan without mortgage insurance, because eliminating that mortgage insurance, limiting that PMI is such a substantial amount of savings. Even if your interest rate stays the same, you can save a lot of money because you can drop that PMI, and that's in some cases going to be a couple hundred bucks a month. So if you are paying PMI and you want to find out if we can help you get rid of it, give us a call, 855-773-8634, or go to rpfunding.com. Again, that's 855-773-8634. Uh, we'd love to take a look at that and see if we can help you eliminate the PMI, help get you into a mortgage with either a lower PMI or no PMI, and help you save some money. And again, we're doing it right now with no closing costs because of the closing cost refi special. Uh, if you want to check out our license, our uh, NMLS uh, licensing ID is 70168. That's RP Funding's lender license number. We are a, a full-blown licensed mortgage lender. We're a, a Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, Ginny Mae issuer, seller, and servicer. Uh, you know, so we actually keep uh, about 20, 25% of our loans, Rob. We keep them. We collect That's the right. payments on behalf of Fannie, Freddie, or Jenny. Let me give you the number right now to RP Funding. It gives me a great deal of pleasure to do that. 855-773-8634. 855-773-8634. Hey, this comes from Dylan. I just started my first real job out of college, 25 years old. At what age should I start looking at opening up a 401k? I do have student loans and other monthly bills that I feel I should pay first before starting a retirement account. Yeah, so here, here's what I'll tell you. Uh, depending on the interest rates on those student loans and on those credit cards, you should absolutely take care of your debt first. Uh, you know, now, now if you have uh, if you have zero percent interest rate cards, if you have very low student loan rates, so let's let's say the benchmark is six or seven percent, mm -hmm. right? I mean, the market can conservatively earn you six or seven percent a year. Inflation's three. We'll call a good return on the market six or seven. So if any of those debts are above 6 or 7%, then you want to pay them off first. Because even with the tax benefits and everything else, uh, you want to get out of that debt first. Now, if you have a, a mortgage at a low rate, if you have a car loan at a very low rate, I wouldn't worry about those. 
But if you have high interest rate credit card debt or high interest rate student loans, you should absolutely take care of those first uh, before you start building your retirement account. Mm -hmm. And uh, that, that, that's, that's my belief. That's what I've personally done along my life. Uh, you know, if you get into debt, cut back the, cut back the, cut back the withdrawals, cut back the 401k contributions and try to make it up later uh, because your money is more powerful when you don't have outstanding debt, have credit, but don't have debt. Mm -hmm. you know, don't have bad debt. Don't have high interest rate debt. We're all going to have some debt. I mean, I, I think a mortgage is, is great because there's tax benefits. There's, there's all these things to having a mortgage, uh, very low car loans are good. You know, some of these, you know, manufacturers, you can get a car loan at a 2.9% for five years or, yeah. or 0% for five years. I mean, there's no, you would be foolish to turn that kind of cheap money down. Uh, but if you have credit cards at 15, 17, 20, 29 student loans, some are, some government insured student loans are very low rates. Some are very high rates. Uh, you've got to weigh that in and make sure that your high interest rate debt is taken care of before you focus on saving for retirement. Robert, I wanted to talk for a moment about real estate agents and realtors. Along the way, if people become financially empowered, they may make that decision that we want them to make to buy a home. That's right. Get rid of the landlord. Stop paying somebody else's bank account, somebody else's mortgage. Put the money into something that's all yours. That's the mortgage on a home. Because from day one, you are paying down the amount of money borrowed on the home. And from day one, as history is borne out, the property will continue to improve, sometimes a lot more than others. But we have seen a phenomenal recovery from 2008 when we had that little real estate problem. Well, believe me, the things that all occurred to bring that real estate problem on have been addressed by the government, by the mortgage industry, and by the real estate industry. So if you want to get into owning a home, well, you've got to, one, get pre-approved for a loan through a good lender. But number two, you got to pick out a real estate agent that will represent you. Well, how in the world do you find a good agent? Well, the way you don't do it is you don't hire your brother-in-law or sister-in-law or that guy down the street or somebody from your golf foursome. You actually go to the realtors who are best ranked. How do you find them? Well, RP Funding, one of Robert's companies, keeps tabs on realtors and how you feel about them. For you see, everyone that applies for a mortgage at RP Funding, everyone that applies will go through that mortgage process filling out reviews, all right, and surveys. And along the way, they're not only asked about the people that work directly in RP Funding, but they're asked about the associates, the realtors, the appraisers, all the people that have to do with the transaction. So along the way, Robert has come up with a very, very good list of Gold Star Realtors, whatever you want to call them. These are the ones that you grade that you give the best, best ratings to. And so if you're looking for a home in a certain geographical area, we'll check on that area and we'll give you the names without obligation of some of the top real estate agents. Now, while we're talking about surveys, those surveys also measure the customer service you're getting from the people right here at RP Funding or any one of the Robert Palmer family of companies. So as we are rated, so goes our promotions, so goes our pay, and of course, you are the winner. Right, Robert? Yeah, I'd say we are the only mortgage company on the planet where the processors' bonuses are based not on volume, but on positive customer reviews. And they're, wow. they're penalized for negative customer reviews, right? Because that's the culture here. Because all this doesn't matter, right? I can have no lender fees, and I can pay all your closing costs, and I can have great low rates. But if we have crappy service, I wouldn't do business with us, so why would I expect you to? Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. above all else, we have got to have great customer service, right? Because I don't want you to feel like you have to sacrifice great customer service to get a good deal, right? And I think a lot of people look that way. They say, oh, well, you can't have value and service. Why not? That's what you deserve. That's what we deserve as consumers. That's what we deserve in today's economy. We deserve a great deal and we deserve great service. And so I had to make sure, see the great deal is easy, Rob. The great deal is so easy to give, mm -hmm. right? That's just, that's a money decision. I can go in there to my CFO and I can say, hey, take two and a half million dollars and move it out of the advertising budget and stick it over here and use it to pay people's closing costs. And we're not going to charge any fees. And we're going to have great low rates. I see, I can just dictate all that. I can't dictate great service. I can't make my staff care if they don't want to care. I can't make people want to treat my customers the way I would treat them if they don't buy into my vision, they don't believe. And so I will tell you, it was much harder to build a culture of great service in the mortgage industry than it was to offer no lender fees <laughs> and no closing costs and great rates in the mortgage industry. Mm -hmm. Okay, And both are counterintuitive to what the rest of the industry does, right? The rest of the industry is charge as much fees as you can and who cares how good the service is, whatever. 
because it's not a repeat business, right? In most people's yeah. minds, you know, it's like, well, you know, if, if you go to, you go eat at a restaurant, you may eat there a couple times a month. So they give you good service. You keep coming back. The average person only gets a mortgage about once every six, seven years. Right. And so our industry says, well, we don't have to give good service because we don't get repeat customers. Garbage. It's garbage. Uh-huh. So I decided we had to have both. And I thought the fees were going to be the tough thing. Right? I was like, oh, man, it's, it's going to be really hard to run a mortgage company with no lender fees and low rates and all this stuff I'm trying to do. That part actually was really easy. Uh, the hard part was getting 120 people to buy into my vision of great customer service when all of them, every one of them came from a company, another mortgage company, right? Some mortgage company, they were all in the mortgage industry. Mm-hmm. So they all started at a different mortgage company before they came here. And that mortgage company they worked for, no matter where it was, did not care about customer service the way I do. And so the hardest part of building my vision at RP Funding was getting 120 other people to buy into my vision. And now that they have, and they have along the way, and they've done a great job of it, and we've been able to offer that great service, that's what makes us unstoppable. Is the fact that these 120 people that I'm looking at right now through this glass window on the side of the studio buy into my vision of giving you great customer service. Now, does that mean we won't make a mistake? Absolutely not. Right. We make mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. We're human. Mm-hmm. We're going to own it and we're going to make it right. You know, does that mean somebody out there is not going to have a bad day and maybe snap at a customer? They might, you know, and we're going to talk to them about it because when we send that post-closing customer satisfaction survey, trust me, the customer is going to tell me about it and, and right. they're probably going to think twice about it because here it affects their paycheck, you know, snap off at the wrong customer, get a negative review, lose money, lose money on your bonus, right? So that, that, that's, that's what we do. It's that important to me. And so we pay them really well to start with, and then the bonus they get for customer is, is above and beyond, right? So that mm-hmm. that's that's a way for them to make a way above the the average for what they do is by giving amazing service to my customers. And if you want to experience that, all you gotta do is pick up the phone and give us a call here at RP Funding. No lender fees, easy on time process, great customer service. Uh, right now, I'm paying all the closing costs on refis. On purchases, we have the strongest pre-approval in the industry. We're here to help you every step of the way, walk you through it, hold your hand, make you a financial ninja. 855-773-8634. 855-RP-Funding. That's 855-773-8634. Or you can visit us on the web at rpfunding.com. And that number once again is 855-773-8634. 855-773-8634. All right. Don't forget the home value hotline at 866-222-8231 or simply go to savingthousands.com and go up to the top right-hand corner and see home value hotline. There you confidentially put in the information about your home and you will get a precise evaluation back from RP Funding, the Robert Palmer family of companies and local real estate professionals without obligation who will do the work, do the research and know what the homes are selling for in your neighborhood. That is so important when it comes to home evaluation. I know there's a lot of advertisers nationwide and they're saying, come to us, give us your name, give us all your information and we'll give you the value of your home. Well, that's really not what they're up to. They're going to give you an evaluation based on square footage and based on recent sales. But what about the enhancements to your particular home, to your particular neighborhood? That all comes to you precisely from the real estate industry, the mortgage industry, locally, not from some computer farm in California. Well, that's going to just about wrap up the show. Robert, I know that we can be empowered, you and I can become empowered by people going to savingthousands.com and kind of giving us a little direction that you want to see the show go, folks, by going to Ask Robert and putting in some of the questions you've got about real estate, about mortgages, about credit cards, about consumer finance, whatever it is, Robert is armed and ready to help you become a financial ninja. And you'll always be saving thousands with Robert Palmer.